Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Before we bring on my first guest, writer Dana Chamberley, I just want to uh, give a shout-out to an event coming up and to tell you all about it. Uh, the Women Rock event. Jessica told me about this event. It's Pancreatic Cancer Benefit coming up this Thursday, October 18th, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., at the Cavern, 220 East 3rd Street in Santa Ana. I put all the info up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. It's going to be an amazing event. It's a female-driven event with amazing women musicians and remarkable male musicians supporting them who care to make a difference and raise money for this solely underrepresented and little-known cancer, which has no cure and is in dire need of research funding. Again, this event, Women Rock, Pancreatic Cancer Benefit, takes place this Thursday, October 18th, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. Again, the info is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Good morning, Dana. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, congratulations on your latest book. And uh, could you tell the listeners a little bit about this? Uh, Book of the Just is um, the third book in the Bohemian Trilogy. And it focuses on a young woman. Her name is Mouse. And that's not the only unusual thing about her. Um, And Bohemian Gospel is the first one, and it starts uh, with her in the 13th century when she was born. Um, She has some unusual abilities, and that kind of makes it dangerous, (laughs) and an already dangerous time for women. And the first book, we sort of follow her um, as she's trying to find her place in the world. And um, as is often the case, we um, go on a quest like that, and it sometimes leads us to places that we don't want to go. And that's where The Devil's Bible, the second book, picks up. And she's running away from the truths that she's discovered um, in the first book and hiding from her father. And um, eventually um, is trying to come to terms with who and what she is. And then Book of the Just picks up exactly where The Devil's Bible leaves off. And um, it's a little bit more about, um, you know, we all have this line that we don't want to cross and Mm -hmm. we think we never will. And um, it's kind of exploring what happens if you do. How do you come back from that? How do you forgive yourself and forgive other people? So this is interesting because I know I have a lot of, from time to time, writers listening, and I'm a writer myself. Uh, Tell me about how this all came about. I mean, how long have you been writing? Well, I've been writing for a while. I I, I knew I wanted to be a writer when I was a kid, and then I chickened out, (laughs) and uh, as a lot of people do when I got to college. and. Um, and then I, I came back to writing again. Um, honestly, it was when I was working on my PhD, and my dad was killed in a plane accident <gasps> on Father's oh Day weekend. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was, it was tough, especially because I was on my way to see him and um, showed oh, up at the damn. house, and there was a line of cars out in front, and um, he was a crop duster and, um, and had died in a plane crash. And um, he had always, he'd always tell me, tell my story for me someday. And... Um, believed in, in that dream, even when I let it go. And mm-hmm. so after his death, I went back and was working on the dissertation again. And I kind of felt like he was there, you know, compelling me to, to come back to my dream and to, to start writing again. And um, yes. I finished the dissertation because you don't get that far and quit. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, but as soon as I got settled in a teaching, teaching position, I, I started writing again. Um and so it took a couple of years to kind of get my craft back up to where I felt good about it and mostly wrote short stories at the time. 
And then, um, and then this novel came to me, and this this character, and she wouldn't let me go, and so um, wow. so I dug in and started working on it, and um, that took me probably about honestly, and people hate me when I say this, that it took me six weeks to write the first draft. Okay, yes, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like me either, but this will make it feel better. It took me over a year to do the research. Um, yeah, I believe to it. to flesh it all out. So um, I, I I got my licks in. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Uh, I want to just share with you, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And a lot of times it takes something really awful in our lives to bring about incredible change and something really happy happens as a result, ironically. It's true. I mean, I I think none of us want that for anybody, but if you're going to survive it when something like that happens, I I think things blossom, you know, and Mm -hmm. bloom for you afterwards. I know that when I lost my dad to cancer, I had already loved writing, but it inspired me to really kick myself in the butt and, you know, do what I loved. Well, I mean, it's all reminders, right, that life is short. And um, we spend so much time worrying about things that don't matter and doing things that don't really matter to us. Yes. So let's talk about this research. I mean, were you always fascinated with um, 13th century, you know, history? And what's your backstory? I really wasn't. I mean, I, I read everything, so I've, I've always loved historical fiction, but I also like science fiction and fantasy um, mm-hmm. because I like going to places that I could never really go, you know? Sure. Um, and so, uh, but it wasn't ever uh, the 13th century, and, and it certainly wasn't Bohemia. Mouse is the one who took me there. Um, but when I got there, it was this weirdest thing. I felt like I was coming back home, even though I have no connections to the place or the time, obviously. Really? Um yeah, it was. I felt like I knew these people, and this culture was something that sort of—I don't know—I could feel it in my bones. That's really interesting. I mean, some people, yeah. you know, I, it's like you were meant, obviously, to do this. That's kind of what it felt like. It was enough to give me the goosebumps, you know, EBGBs or whatever. But yes. uh, but yeah, it's it's such a rich culture. Most of us who have a Western education, never learn about either the time or the place. And, uh, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like King Arthur times, um, at, at, during the 13th century in Bohemia. You know, I wanted to talk about, um, the fact that you're also a teacher. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so how do you juggle that with, you know, you're writing, you want to write thrillers and paranormal and it seems like the antithesis. Yeah, it does, and it sometimes feels like I'm kind of living in this crazy whirlpool of a life. (laughs) But it's all good. It's Uh mostly time management. I never clean my house. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, something has to get up, right? It's true. I've kind of gotten to that point. So go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. So um, it's mostly time management, and I have a lot of support with my my partner and my kids. who, for whom they realize how important this is to me, and so it becomes important for them too. And without them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it all. But um, it, it's just, I think anybody can do it, you know. Um, if you set your mind to it, if you're that storyteller who you have the story and you just cannot not tell it, right? Yes. Um, yeah. You make the time. You make it work. Somehow, some way, you make it work. Yeah. I actually met a uh, filmmaker from Brooklyn, I was at the La Femme Film Festival, and I was at the party on Thursday, and, and she asked me about a script I had written, and she said, is it that you just had to get it done because it was nagging at you? And I'm thinking, well, that's relatable. Yes, that is the truth. 
Yeah, it is. And and especially when you're dealing with characters, you know, they won't leave you alone. Right. <laughs> They're constantly sort of poking you on the on the shoulder and saying, Hey, where's you gotta finish my story and to me I found that inspiring. Um, to when I could think about it as something I needed to do for for Mouse, for for my character it was easier than to make the sacrifices um, that I needed to make rather than it being something I was just doing out of my own sort of desire. Yes. So I know this is a trilogy, correct? That's right. Um, so was that your plan when you started or that just kind of evolve? It kind of evolved. You know, um, I, I like character-driven stories, and so I don't, I'm not a plotter, and um, I knew that Mouse had a lot of story to tell. Um, there's still a lot left to tell of, of her story. Um, but this particular arc, just as it began to sort of um, kind of unravel or, or, or make itself known, um, Stephen King talks about writing like it's archaeology, and that's, that's kind of how it feels. Sometimes, you know, as you're out yeah. there in the middle of the desert brushing sand away, and you don't know what you found underneath yet. Sure. And that's kind of how this was, and, and yet, I, so I trust my instincts, and I kind of knew that, that we were completing an arc of, of Mouse's story, but there's, there's still a lot of Mouse's story left to tell that I may come back to at some point. I think that's great. So, I, like I said, I'm a writer, and I, I talk about the fact that um, as a writer, I feel like I get into this vortex where I, I put some meditative music on and I start writing, and you, I think wow how did I get down that path but that's really intriguing so what do you do to get into your mindset to tune everybody out and you know carve time for yourself well it's funny that you say that music is is a way I do it as well Mm -hmm. um sometimes it's instrumental music sometimes I put playlists together um so that it usually the playlists start off and they're focused on a character and it's my it's my vehicle right um that kind of lets me sort of slip into their skin a little bit. Yes. Um, yeah, and, um, you know, I I don't have a, an office space necessarily at home that I write, and so I go back to the bedroom. I always make sure to close the door. That wasn't easy. Um, when the kids were little, I always felt guilty right. <laughs> about yeah. doing that. But, um, but yeah, so the music, and, and I let the characters live in my head when I'm away from the computer even. Mm-hmm. So that when I do sit down to, to get words out, it's not like I'm starting from scratch. I think, you know, it's so interesting. Then you know the story is worth telling if those characters are living in your head and you're constantly thinking about the interactions as if you have like this, well, not necessarily for you, but if I had like a sitcom in my brain and it wouldn't stop. Yeah, right? I tell my students this all the time and they get so focused on plot, you know, what's going to happen next. and. Mm-hmm. I tell them that, you know, they're doing it wrong, you know. The character's going to tell them what happens next. They just need to, to chill out and get to know their characters to the point that they're, it's like they're real beings in their lives, and, right. um, and you can't neglect them because they're there and they're real to you. And I don't know if this holds true for you, but I find, for me, if I, sometimes I get too submersed in whatever I'm doing, and I, if I take good quality breaks, I come back as a better writer. Yeah, amen, right? For me, it's walking. I have to, yes. I, I like to be outside, yeah, and get my body moving. And um, and then also there are the longer breaks. I don't know if you find this true as well, but sometimes when I have a deadline and I'm, I'm juggling so much and I'm trying to just sit down and bang it out and get it done, I find that the words aren't there for me. And so I'll have to take a, a step back and go fill my well up with something fun um, that's more than just a 15-minute walk, you know? But yes. 
but something that's really sort of engaging and almost childlike where I can go have fun and play and not worry about everything. And then when I come back, it just all pours out. I agree. We actually just got a puppy, and the reason I'm telling uh, you this is because I didn't want a puppy. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, my daughter really wanted a dog, and she's adorable and sweet and wonderful, and I think she's been a terrific decision. But I learned a lot about myself, like, you know, I don't have to look so wonderful at 530 when I'm taking her out, and, I, and she jumps on me, and I have mud all over me, and I'm looking right. like a wreck, and who cares? And, and I have learned more about myself having a puppy later in life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think kids are that way, too, right? Exactly. Um, I had mine a, a little later than, than most people do, but what a what a, a beautiful sort of gift because they, they teach you to engage with the world in a, in a playful sort of wonder-filled way, and I think puppies do the same, too. Right, right. So What kind of dog? Uh, it's a golden doodle. Oh, yay! Yeah, she's adorable. Really cute. At first, yeah. I didn't think so at 3 in the morning and 4 in the morning and 5 in the morning. <laughs> but she's really cute. Yeah, it's, it's like kids, if you hold on, but they eventually get out of their puppyhood, and, and yes. then they're calmer and easier to deal with. Yes, I call her a furry toddler, yes. Right. <laughs> so, Dana, where can people find out more about you? They can go to my website, uh, Um I'm all over the socials, and... Um, Books are up at Amazon and, and Goodreads and lots of reviews out there. Fantastic. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, this conversation will be up on my show blog within an hour after I wrap, and I'll make sure you get a copy. Sounds perfect. Thanks right. for having me. Congratulations. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. That was Dana Chamberly Carpenter calling in to talk about her final installment in Bohemian Trilogy, Book of the Just. If you missed any part of this um, it will be on the show blog, but also right now there's a full description of her book and her background on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Let's take a mini break, and then we'll be back with my next guest. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs> 